And here we are. We have officially made it to your chance to win some money. You found your MMA guy. You found your boxing guy. You found your UFC guy, your PFL guy. This is their combat guy, E-Rich, giving you your best bets of the week going through the main card of UFC. We'll also touch on the boxing fight and how to play a little bit of Ryan Garcia back in action this week. And maybe some bare knuckle quick picks. Uh, but we'll run through the entire UFC card. Start off with the main event. Um, once again, this is Mixed Martial Arts and Cash. You might have listened to Mixed Martial Arts and Crafts in the past. I'm Eric Hanneman. You can follow me on Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, at the Eric Hanneman. Hanneman spelled H-A-N-N-M-A-N-N. You can also follow this show at, at MMA underscore and cash because that's what we do on this show we're gonna make you some money gonna go by e-rich here because that's the guy that gets in the zone looks at all of the matchups coming up on the combat sports weekend sometimes you get some combat sports during the week we're gonna be all over it on this show and it's gonna be bite-sized you know it's gonna be your commute to work all you gotta do is throw this on on a friday maybe saturday taking the kids to a soccer practice, waiting for them to finish soccer practice, anything like that. It's a quick, bite-sizable combat sports betting guide for the weekend if you do oblige to the old betting game. So I'm going to start off with the main event coming up this weekend. UFC Fight Night, Benil Dariush versus Armin Sarukian. I'm going to take you through this entire card. I'm going to give you picks and how I'm going to play each one of these fights, some I'll spend more time on. Others, I will give you a thing called chump change. Something where I'm not necessarily saying to put a lot on it, but I'll say it's chump change. And then you got your parlay builders. Certain fights, certain angles, certain lines of fights that I won't necessarily love from a straight-up betting standpoint from a value, but I might like to throw into a parlay. Uh a lot of times, too, there will be some heavy numbers that I'll try to get you a better number at in terms of exact method of victory. And some fights, I just avoid picking a fight straight up. I might give you who I think and lean where I'm leaning in a fight, but I might actually like the rounds props a little bit better. So let's go through it. And we're going to start with that main event, Benil Dariush versus Armin Saruki, and it's going to head, it is headlining Austin, Texas, this Saturday night uh, for the UFC and this one is such an interesting fight that it seems to me that the line doesn't make much sense. A lot of times you have these lines you'll see where it's a close fight on paper, but somebody is favored by an awful lot. And if you had asked me who I thought would be favored maybe heavily in the 250 ranges heading into this fight, I would have told you it's Armin Sarukian based on where the odds makers believe he is. But if you had asked me it from a perspective of who I thought was going to win the fight, it's Benil Dariush. There's two separate answers there. There's kind of a lot of minutia going on there. I'm going to keep it simple. The odds makers are loving Armin Sarukian because of the fact that he's 27 years old and has so much talent and they are going to count on him to get better. But if you ask me to pick this fight heading into it with none of that factored into it, who should I favor in this fight without any other aspects of who's getting better and just based on their body of work in the last three years, I would have said Benil Dariush. And that's why I find it a little bit intriguing that it's swelled so much so to minus 310. I thought if you're given the price of Benil Dariush at plus 200, 
even plus 190, that you see some sharp bettors jumping in at that juice. Instead, it's been they bet the line down a little bit more to Armin Sarukian in the minus 300 range. And the number I'm looking at right now is Armin Sarukian favored straight up on the money line at minus 310. And Benil Dariush has, has, has blued all the way up to plus 250. Here's the thing about Benil Dariush. His last fight out, he did lose. And he was actually slightly favored, I believe, in that matchup against Charles Oliveira. So there was a moment where Benil Darius started to get all the luster. Uh, but here's where it, he didn't have it was the fight before that. The fight that he was supposed to have against Islam Mahashev, he earned by beating Matush, Gam- by beating Matush Gamera. Gamera also has beaten Ar- Armin Sarukian. A lot of things that you're going to see on this show and a lot of rationale that I'm going to give you is going to have some MMA math to it at times. It's not something you can totally rely on, but it's something that we're going to reference a lot on this show. And honestly, that's where I look at this fight. And this is where I say chump change. I'm not coming into this thinking for sure that I, I am going to pick Benil Dariush to win this fight. But I'm going to put, say, $5, $10 on this at plus 250 I really think it's not, it's not a high wager, obviously. But I, I look at this fight and I think... That Benil Dariush should be the guy that's at least a pick against Armin Sarukian. But because of the hype meter, there's going to be some value in picking Benil Dariush. So I am going to, the first bet, bet I'm giving out on this show is, is some juice. Benil Dariush at plus 250. I love that in the main event. Dariush has, has submitted people. He's knocked out people. He's so durable. And the fact of the matter is that they're not, I don't think he's any factor in here is the fact that he's 5'10 to Armin Sarukian's 5'7. He's a big lightweight. I'm talking about Benil Dariush now. He's going to be able to to handle anything that Sarukian throws at him. And the fact that Sarukian lost a decision to Matush Gamrat, while Benil Dariush, while an underdog against Gamrat, beat Gamrat in a three-round fight, that's where things get a little tricky, the fact that this is a five-round fight. But because Benil Dariush has been impressive to me throughout his entire career, and especially in the last three years, I'm leaning Dariush here for the veteran sake. I'm leaning Dariush here because this is his second fight after a relatively major victory, or excuse me, a major major injury. And I think that that because he's got that ring rust out of him and that loss to Oliveira, this is such a big spot for him. And I think the pressure is all on Sarukian. Sarukian's talking about a title shot. I think that's part of this as well. You have a guy looking ahead to what's going to happen after this fight. He's only 27 years old still. Bob Benil Dariush is kind of in a position where he might not be next if he beats Sarukian. But if you beat Sarukian here, you put yourself in an opportunity to maybe call out Dustin Poirier to think that that gets you up a chance at a title fight. Maybe you call out for a rematch against Charles Oliveira because he's not next to fight the champ Islam Mahashev. Uh, and... I think that Dariush right now is getting absolutely undersold heading into this. I'm going to be betting Benil Dariush, and that's the first bet I'm giving out here on mixed martial arts in cash. The co-main event was supposed to be a very interesting matchup between Dan Hooker and Bobby Green. Hooker had to re- withdraw after re-injuring uh, his arm, I believe, and his last opponent, who he won a split decision against, Jalen Turner steps in against Bobby Green. Here's where I'm looking at this fight right now. It's going to be a tough hill to climb for Bobby Green in the sense of, once again, when you look at some of these fights that you're going to to, to, to be handicapping here or at least be looking at, uh, a big thing that we look at here on the show is going to be the size difference. Obviously, we're not talking about weight. We're always going to be talking about height and uh, 
reach. Jalen Turner is a massive, massive lightweight. The fact that he cuts down from 6'3 to 155 pounds. Last time he did miss weight. We'll see what happens here ahead of the uh, of the matchup against Bobby Green uh, on short notice. And that's why I think that minus 210 price that we're seeing right now on Jalen Turner is a little bit too heavy for me. A guy like Bobby Green was plus 500 in his last fight. I think it might have even swelled up to plus 600 on some books. And I think that is being he's being a little less overlooked than he was in that Grant Dawson fight because of what he did to Grant Dawson, who was a number 10 lightweight at that time, not just two months ago when he faced him in a main event and absolutely destroyed him in that first round. Uh, and I think that the the boxing, the, the weird ways he throws punches that Bobby Green does is also going to be something that pays, that, that that's going to throw Jalen Turner off his game a little bit. But that size is going to play in this fight. Jalen Turner's size is going to be undeniable against a guy like Bobby Green. So I don't love the matchup for Bobby. That's why I'm not loving the numbers on this fight from a betting perspective. The Bobby Green juice at plus 170 I, I don't know if I can totally go there because I just, at the end of the day, am going to be picking Jalen Turner in this fight at minus 205. So I'm going to be looking to parlay Jalen Turner. But the thing is, I will put uh, uh, Jalen Turner most likely in a parlay. That's my pick of the fight. And I'm putting it in a parlay with some other maybe more heavier guys that we'll get to a little bit later in the show. But how I'm really looking to bet this is in the round props. And it's right now uh, one, one and a half. I do think that this fight is going to go over that at minus 180. I'm going to be not watching this fight thinking about who's going to win. I'm going to be watching this fight thinking about how long it goes. I know Bobby Green can knock a guy out in the first round. I know that Jalen Turner's got some finishing power uh, and some finishing on the on the mat game in him as well. I mean, if you see Bobby Green submit people too – but I think this is going to be a figure-out fight. I think it's going to go over one and a half. So I'm playing this straight up at over one and a half rounds. Jalen Turner, Bobby Green. Uh, if I pick this fight, like I said, I'm going to roll with Jalen Turner and throw it in a parlay. And I might even throw it in a parlay with our next ma- uh, uh, matchup here. Rob Font versus Davidson Figueredo. Figueredo moving up from 125 pounds. We see this go in many different directions. But once again, I got a point to the size difference, and I honestly got a point to not a great matchup for Davis and Figueroa drawing into at bantamweight. I'm rolling with Rob Font. Look, the Massachusetts boy, the guy from Boston. Uh, you know, he he's in like such a interesting spot in his career where he was able to get some big fights, but he hasn't come through. The last one being against Corey Sanhagen uh, on short notice, and you know, basically was just wrestled for five rounds and couldn't get up on, back on his feet after Sanhagen brought him down to the mat. I don't think that's going to be happening here. I think this is going to be all on his feet. His jab game has been fantastic, and I think that the size difference is going to pay for Rob Font. I, I don't think that Figueredo, uh moving up in weight class here is going to be able to show what he did when he was just running through 125-pounders. The reason why he was doing that is because he was killing himself to make that 125-pound weight. I think the fact that he can be at 135 might make him a little bit 
faster than he we, we have seen him in the last few fights against Brandon Moreno. But I don't think that pays at 135 because you have similar guys who have similar builds and Rob Font being three inches taller and having a three and a half reach advantage. So we could see more explosive Figueredo. Maybe this weight change is going to pay bigger dividends than my mind is allowing it to get to. But I think just the overall strength of Rob Font's game has been proven. And I'm going to take Rob Font. I got to get to this next fight here as we roll along uh, before we get into the quick picks. Last one here, I'll give full analysis on Sean Brady, Kelvin Gaslam. I'm really curious as to why now for Kelvin Gaslam moving up, excuse me, moving back down to 170. He has such a hard time making that weight. I would have to imagine if he's going to continue to to move down to 170 in this instance, moving down to 170 after a win at 185 pounds that he has to be fully putting the full pressure on his career here to move down. So I'm going into this thinking that he is taking this completely seriously. All the weight cuts we have seen him miss at 170 aside. But I still think that that weight cut is going to be tough for this guy. And you're talking about Sean Brady, who lost that zero last time he was out. It's been over a year since he fought. He lost to Bilal Muhammad in October of 2022. And so he hasn't fought in a long time. And I think that the fact that he did this, and based on comments he had said afterwards, I think that this is going to take a huge weight off of his shoulders. You're going to see the freest Sean Brady we have seen in that octagon in the last few fights. I think that he was tensing up against Bilal Muhammad. And a loose Sean Brady is going to be very tough to stop if you're Kelvin Gastelum. So we're going to get to my best bet at the end of the show. Wink, wink. We'll get to there. When we get there, but the fact that I'm bringing it up here might prove where I'm going with this. So just stay tuned on that. Uh, but we'll pick the rest of the card here. But to put a bow on that, I think it's just too much of a weight cut for Kelvin Gaslam. i got to pick Sean Brady in that minus 120. I think that the odds makers don't know which way this is going to go. Is the, is the drop down in weight going to pay huge dividends from Gaslam, who we've seen had success at 185 pounds, or Sean Brady, who was once undefeated and lost to who is going to get an opportunity next, right? Bilal Muhammad is going to get the winner of Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. That factors in here. Sean Brady lost to that guy. And a lot of times when we see a guy lose, we forget about the guy he loses to. And in this case, I like Sean Brady to beat Kelvin Gaslam and get back in that win column after his first loss in professional mixed martial art. Let's run through the rest of this card here. Uh, the last two fights on the main card for uh, UFC Fight Night in Austin this weekend. Clay Guida, Joaquim Silva. That minus 320 for Joaquim Silva is absolutely too heavy for me to play. I am absolutely going to be looking elsewhere in terms of how to play this. I'm going to take the over two and a half rounds. I think this goes the distance. It's at plus 100 right now. So I think that they might think that Guida gets himself in trouble here because uh, he's such a wild fighter. It's not going to be... Uh, a sweatless bet if you do go with the over two and a half, but I'm going to go with over two and a half here. It's too close of a fight in my mind to pick. Clay Guida could pull off the upset. Uh, that plus 260 juice I do kind of like for some chump change. We go to the next one here. Puenhele Sereno versus Dustin Stolfus. Same thing here. Stolfus is, is not getting enough respect. Uh, Soriano should be able to win this fight, but he is, for, with all due respect, a guy that we've seen drop some fights here in, in his last uh, few fights. Uh, he's lost three of four. His only win coming against Dolce Luingambula, which I think is a, is a good win. But it's not a good enough win for me to look at this fight and say he's definitely going to beat Dustin Stolfus. Stolfus, in the same way, he has dropped fights in the UFC as well. 
and he's on a kind of a bigger skid, if you will. He's lost four of five, and uh, that last one didn't even last 20 seconds. So I don't have enough confidence to pick Stofus straight up against Soriano here. When I look at the over-under in terms of rounds, it's one and a half. I think that we could see this go over one and a half. I'm going to take the over rounds here as well. Um, look, I, I think that these are two guys that uh, are not, aren't necessarily having the knockout power at this point. Soriano does have the power uh, to do it. I just don't see it happening that quickly. Let me reiterate on what I'm saying here. This there could be a finish in this fight. I just don't think it comes in the first seven and a half minutes. So I'm taking the over one and a half rounds in Soriano versus Stolfus. Let's go to the main uh, event of the prelims, Misha Tate versus Julia Avila. I really love Misha Tate at plus 120, so that's going to be where I'm playing that fight. Uh, she's moving back up to 135. She has recently said this, and it's 100% true. She killed herself to get down to 125. Don't know what she was thinking there, cutting that much weight. She's not used to doing it in her career to do that at that point in her career, and it just took, her, took too much out of her. We actually... Saw insight on that um, on Celebrity Big Brother when she actually played that season of Celebrity Big Brother. It's such a niche thing to do, but that's the type of that's the type of analysis you're gonna get here on Mixed Martial Arts and Cash is the fact she was on Big, uh, Big Brother. She won the show, but she was still cutting weight during that show, and you could just tell it was taking everything out of her. And that was months before her fight with Lauren Murphy. At that point, I knew she was going to lose that fight. Cause I'm like, this this weight cut is insane for Misha Tate right now. She loses that fight against Lauren Murphy. She's heading back up to 135 pounds, where you have a new champion coming soon after the retirement of Mana Nunes. I know she wanted that fight against Nunes back, but that just didn't look realistic anytime soon. If she really wants to get started here, I think the fact that she's been a little bit more active than Julia Avila. Avila, look, she's lost to Sajara Eubanks, who I don't even know where Sajara Eubanks is right now. So this is a very winnable fight for Misha Tate. It's a very close line. That's why I really like Tate at plus 120. Uh, Zachary Reese, Cody Brundage. They're gonna, this is going to be a very common thing on the show as well. When you see these guys from the Dana White's Contender Series or just anybody making their UFC debut, it's really hard for me to pick them, especially a guy against a guy like Cody Brundage who needs victories to stay in the UFC. Cody Brundage is going to be, I think, very hungry to win this. He was coming off a of DQ. He hasn't looked good enough for me to in his last three fights for me to totally take him at plus 190. So if you're in an area um, where you get uh, spreads, I would look to take Brundage at a, at a plus three, uh, two and a half, or excuse me, plus three and a half spread. But if you're not in a place that I would take the under, I think this is going to be a quick fight. I think Brundage has been, an, he's either going to get a quick finish or he's going to get finished quickly. So the under one and a half rounds is how I'm playing Reese and Brundage. If you really want to throw Reese in a, uh, a parlay, go for it. I'm just very wary of guys making their UFC debuts, and this will be the first time that Zachary Reese is fighting in the octagon uh, as a UFC fighter. His last fight was a win in Dana White's Contender Series in impressive fashion. It was a first-round sub, and that's why I'm picking Reese here. He was did look impressive, just hard against a guy who is desperate for a win at Brundage, so I'm going to play the under one and a half to avoid having to pick this fight because I think it's closer than the line suggests. A very close line here, Jakar Close and Joe Selecki. I'm going to lean Jakar Close here, but Selecki has been very uh, impressive in the UFC. His his lone loss is actually a really good loss, like I said, 
uh, recently, and that's against Jared Gordon, a guy that you know has been very respectable in the division. They had a big win against Marco Madsen not that long ago. Jokar Close has been really good since coming back from his loss against Benil Dariush, of all people, right? Um, so I, I think when you look at this fight, I'm going to lean Jokar Close, but it's going to be a, pardon my pun here, a very close fight. Uh, I think that he gets it done on the feet. I think Selecki is going to look to take this thing to the ground, and I think Close is going to be able to avoid that. I think that's why he pulls this fight out. But it's like it's close. The line is minus 130, plus 110, Close, Selecki. So I'm taking Close, minus 130. Steve Garcia, Mel, jeez. The first time I'm going to mispronounce the name on this show. won't be the last. Mel Quazil, Costa. Don't like Costa enough at this minus 260. I'm not even going to throw it into a parlay. I think Steve Garcia has a real good chance of getting this done here. Um, I think Costa is, you know, a younger fighter at 27 years old. He's just a little bit smaller. I think Steve Garcia is going to take advantage um, of the youngster here, even though he has more professional fights than Steve Garcia. I just think that Garcia has been flying under the radar here in the 145-pound division in his last two fights. Both knockouts, three of four, he's won by knockout. He does have a slip-up in there where he was knocked out. So if you're looking in other ways to play this, I would take the under one-and-a-half rounds at plus 105. Um, I think this is going to be a firefight. I think Steve Garcia is going to wear him down. So I think it's going to be an early second-round finish. That's going to be a sweat if you if you bet the under. But I do think that it's going to be a tough first round. But then Garcia is going to uh, lay down and assert his dominance in that second round. Uh, let's go on to the last few ones here. Uh, another guy making his UFC debut after a Dana White Contender Series win, Rodolfo Bellato versus Ihora Potiera. I think that's too close of a fight. At minus 450, I'm not betting Bellato. Uh, and I'm going to put a little bit of chump change on Potiera. Uh, another young guy that came in but had some tough fights. He's lost to Carlos Olberg. That's a, not a guy that you're going to want to mess with at uh, 205 pounds. This line should be a lot closer, so that's why I'm going to take a chance on Poteria. Wellington Terman against Jared Gooden. Um, it's going to be a tough one at 170 pounds. I'm going to go. T- I'm going to lean Terman there at minus 195. And then Veronica Hardy, Jamie Lynn Horth. If you get a good price, if you get minus 130, definitely take Horth. I, I've seen 130 on some books, but I'm also seeing minus 185. So if you can get a good number on Jamie Lynn Horth, I would take it. Otherwise, take the over 2.5 at minus 280. All right, let's go elsewhere into the combat world. Let's head over to the boxing community where Ryan Garcia is going to be back in action after his loss against Gervonta Davis. Now, uh, Ryan Garcia kind of needs to win this more than anything. Um, and he he is obviously a fighter that is very popular, very good-looking, right? Uh, he has... The gift of gab. He has the look of a superstar, the pretty boy, uh, the golden boy, right? That's the promotion. So moving up to lightweight uh, to face him is Duarte. Uh, And I look at what this guy brings to the table. It's a lot of power, a lot of speed, a lot of power. And if you move up, that's going to be the interesting part here is can he bring the speed and the power to Ryan Garcia? So when I look at what we're looking at, for what to bet here the minus 450 currently for ryan garcia is a little too steep for me even with the star power minus 420 against oscar duarte but if i can get a round prop under 
Eight and a half rounds is what I'm looking at right here. I kind of like that one. So my plays here are going to be under eight and a half rounds because I think either one of them are going to knock each other out. I think if it's going to be early on for Duarte, and then I think once you get into the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds, Garcia is going to lay it down here, and he's going to want a flashy finish after a flashy finish against him by Gervonta Davis. But if you're looking to pick this fight, I think Garcia by knockout is the play. It's minus 150. I don't necessarily see this going to a decision. I think the fact that Duarte doesn't really have that pedigree, he doesn't have those fights where he's been taken into deep waters. Garcia is going to be such a step up in opponent. Not only is he stepping up in weight, he's taking a step up in opponent. So I do think that Garcia by knockout is a really good bet, but definitely minus or should be under eight and a half rounds is what I am looking at in this fight because I don't think that either one of them are going to be looking to go the distance. They're both going to be looking to finish each other. And so that's why I like that in the boxing. And let's go to bare knuckle boxing real quick. We have a few lines here. Parlay Ben Rothwell to be Todd Duffy. Todd Duffy, the former UFC fighter, all due respect, stepping into the bare knuckle ring. Gets Ben Rothwell, though. This guy is going to be able to put a wise out. The fact that this is a heavyweight bout makes it anyone can knock out anybody. But I'm going to roll with Ben Rothwell at minus 500, parlaying that with Mike Perry. It's not going to pay out too much. Uh, that's, that's why I would look to pair it with something in the USC. Maybe if you want to pair it at that minus 450 with Ryan Garcia, it would be a nice little juicy. I think it would be right around minus 125, something in that range. So, uh, But to give you the quick handicap here, Rothwell is, is just a bigger man. He's been in there twice. Duffy you know, is coming off of... You know, an MMA career that didn't end the way he really wanted it to. So I'm rolling with Ben Rothwell to get this thing done. And then it might be Alvarez, Mike Perry. Mike Perry beat up on a guy bigger than him and Luke Rockhold. Eddie Alvarez had a split decision against Chad Mendez, who is a 145-pounder. I think Mike Perry is going to wipe the floor with Eddie Alvarez and what they're calling uh, the king of violence, whoever wins this fight. I think <laughs> Mike Perry is – that name is fitting for him. And I think he's going to honestly win by knockout if you can get that somewhere. I would take Mike Perry by knockout. I would say second round knockout is something to to bet if you want to do exact round. Uh, and then Eddie Alvarez, um, I just don't like any plus two ninety. I just don't like it. I mean, I, I think he he could be even more of a dog here. All due respect to a, a really talented combat sports athlete, but I'm gonna roll with Mike Perry there. Uh, wrapping it up here, this is what we're going to do at the end of each podcast. I'm going to hold myself accountable to one bet I'm going to give you that's always going to have some juice. There's never going to be – we'll throw out some parlays at some point. I, I'll put together a parlay, give you the juice on that parlay, and you know I'll do a parlay by the end of this show too. Uh, you listened this far on my first podcast. It's already a little bit too long, I would say. But thank you for listening getting your getting your plays for this weekend. So I'll give you a parlay. It's always going to have some juice to it. And then my main E bet of the evening. E is my initial, Eric. E rich. The fact that I had to explain it, not a very good sign. But we're going to keep a record on this. So it's a bet I'm giving you that's always going to have some juice. And I'm going to hold myself accountable. Keep a record on it. This week, I already kind of 
telegraphed it. You see it coming. It's going to be Sean Brady. But how am I betting it? I'm betting Sean Brady to beat Kelvin Gastelum by decision. I think these both of these guys have a significant chin. I know Brady did get knocked out in his last fight, but I'm picking him to win the fight. I think he's going to be the one dominating it more, and I think Gastelum's chin is going to keep him in this fight. We've seen him go into a ridiculous deep waters with Israel Adesanya. We saw him in his last fight have a headbutt with Chris Curtis. Where Curtis says it affected him, but don't forget it affects Kelvin Gastelum as well. And that fight went the distance. I think this is going to go the distance, and I think Sean Brady's going to win. That's why the juice at plus 275 is too good to keep uh, from looking at. So Sean Brady, by decision, plus 275 is my main e-bet of the evening. Let's get you a parlay here, though. We're going to parlay UFC. And I'm putting my money where my mouth is. The first bet that I gave you on this show, top of the show, was Benil Dariush. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm parlaying Benil Dariush with Rob Font, who's also, uh, sorry, Dariush is plus 250, Rob Font minus 148. And then I'm going to juice it up just a little bit more with a couple more picks that I said that I liked uh, earlier in the show. One of those being Misha Tate. And the other of being over two and a half rounds for Clay Guida and Joaquim Silva. The total payout of this is going to be at plus 2,480. I'm going to see if that hits for you guys. But those are all a lot of plus money in there. Barneil Dariush at plus 250 is really juicing it. So what does that mean? If you bet $100 on this, it's going to pay out 2580 So I'll do it. So you don't have to hit rewind. You don't have to hit the back 10, 10, 10 a little bit here. I'm going to give re-give it to you right here. Benil Dariush on the money line at plus 250 Rob Font on the money line minus 148 Misha Tate at plus 120 And over two and a half rounds at plus 100 from Clay Guida and Joaquim Silva. So this is your combat sports betting guy, E. Rich, signing off. Until next time. It is going to be a weekly thing here on Mixed Martial Arts and Cash. Thank you for listening, and good luck. Be responsible.